I want to thank Pastor Lori and Pastor Jason and Pastor Mitch for the invitation to share the message this week. It's such a privilege for me to share. It's a little nerve-wracking to be out of my comfort zone like this, but I said yes because I 100% believe in the power of prayer. As part of the prayer team here in Canada, I have seen with my own eyes the incredible and supernatural works of God through the power of prayer. Do you know that here in Canada, there are 37 people on the prayer team? Yeah. Yeah. There's 37 people who fervently pray for the requests that come to us for prayer. You better believe that if you ask for prayer here in Canada, that we consider it an honor, don't we, Nicole? To come alongside you in prayer. Through the power of prayer in this house, we have seen physical healings, supernatural provision with finances. We've seen marriages restored. We've seen global ministries birth. We've seen hope in the midst of suffering. And we have seen God move in ways that we could have never even imagined through the power of prayer. A few weeks ago, uh, our prayer team gathered together on December 30th that evening, and we came together to reflect on God's faithfulness as we closed out 2022. We remembered the testimonies and the answered prayers from January to December. I wrote some of them out here on the whiteboard. And you know what? This whiteboard couldn't contain all of the testimonies, all of the answered prayers. We could have had three of these whiteboards. And that's just here at Canada Life Center. That's just here in this house. Fidel, he felt the Lord calling him to go to Rwanda to do crusades there. And we had been praying about that, uh, that God would make that a reality for him. And in May of 2022, he went for three weeks to share the good news. And he's going again this year because of the power of prayer. Dick, not even a year ago, Dick was in the hospital for weeks, 10 days in intensive care because of a burn and a heart issue. And we were praying as a team that he would make it through. And he has made a full recovery because of the power of prayer. In fact, last I heard, he was on the slopes in Pakenham on Tuesday. So I would say full recovery. <laughs> Do you Emmanuel, Emmanuel was suffering from migraines every day for over a month following a dental surgery. And the doctors couldn't figure out the source of that. And on the day that we prayed with him, the migraines stopped and they haven't returned. Yes, amen. When God opened the door for Pastor Terry to step into that dream of becoming a police officer, we began praying for a new campus pastor who would love us and lead us. God brought Pastor Mitch to our campus as an answer to our prayer 
I could go on and on and on sharing with you what God has done here in this place. In the lives of our brothers and sisters in this place. There's Brittany. There's Dee and Wayne. There's Liz. There's Nicole. There's Linda. We have testimony after testimony of God's peaceful presence, of his power, of his provision in this house. We believe that by the authority given to us by Jesus Christ, that our prayers, that your prayers have power to break in and break through in places that seem impossible. Life Center Canada is a house of prayer. And it's not just for these 21 days, it's 365 days a year. We have a settled confidence, don't we? That when God's people fix their first on him, when we fix our eyes on him, there is no telling what can happen. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be together again. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one who hears us and responds to us. You are a healer. You are a redeemer. You are a restorer. You are a deliverer. It's who you are. Holy Spirit, come and move in this place this morning. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you, God. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, um, we do have a, the free book um, that was already mentioned. The 21, our prayer first is for the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it's such a great resource. If you haven't looked at it, I think there's 68 pages and there's crafted prayers and scriptures in there. And so if you haven't done that yet, take, take a look at that lifecenter.org slash backslash 21 days. So this week, we're in our third week of the fast. How are you guys doing? Okay, good. And if you're here this morning and you're wondering what a fast is, the heart of a fast really is to give something we love up for someone we desire to be like even more. We abstain from something we love because we desire Jesus even more. Pastor Mitch has mentioned this the last two Sundays, and I think it's worth mentioning again that fasting is not about twisting God's arm. It's about turning our hearts towards him. We aren't practicing this kind of restraint to prove that we are a perfect follower of Jesus or some kind of spiritually elite Christian because there's no such thing. We fast to fix our focus on him and on his presence in our lives. Fasting and prayer strengthen our intimacy with God. These disciplines like prayer and fasting, are for every single one of us, every single one of us who are seeking more of God in our lives. 
Last week, Pastor Mitch led us through praying scriptures, and I loved the practical steps that he gave us. We took a scripture verse, we read it out loud, and then asked Holy Spirit to speak to us, and he did, to each one individually. That's why it is so important for us to be regularly spending time in God's word, because it really is the primary way that he speaks to us. So last week, we looked at praying scriptures, and this week, we are going to look at warfare prayer. They gave me an easy topic. <laughs> but before we dive into warfare prayer, I want us to remember what prayer is. Prayer is communication with our Heavenly Father. We often describe prayer in its simplest form as talking to God. But that is only half of it. Prayer is a two-way communication. Yes, we talk to God. And we pour our hearts out to him. But we also have to posture our hearts to hear what he has to say to us. And I would argue it is even more important than our talking is our listening. Because he already knows what we need before we even ask. So our prayer time is not a one-way monologue. It's a speaking and a listening. And this communication, the speaking and the listening, is what gives life to our relationship with him. So let's dive in. Some of us hear those words, warfare prayer, and we feel a little uncomfortable. It sounds a little scary. But when we talk about prayer, we must recognize that prayer is not only communion with God, it is also confrontation with the enemy. We live in a contested space. And it is important that we acknowledge that. We have a very real enemy who seeks to rob, to steal, to kill and destroy all that God has purposed for us. We don't enter into a spiritual battle. We must recognize that we are in a spiritual battle. And maybe... Some of you are in this room this morning, and you are in the thick of that right now. The enemy is trying to steal your health. He is trying to rob your peace of mind. He is destroying your hope for the future. Maybe you are here this morning, and you feel like your world is collapsing down around you. That family issue, that health issue, that work issue has got you to the point where you are feeling like it's time to throw in the towel and accept that nothing is going to change. You might be feeling like you can't continue praying and believing that there could be a breakthrough, that redemption could be found that restoration could come. And if that is you, 
I want to say I am so glad that you are here this morning to hear this message. I want to read to you Paul's words, which he wrote to the Ephesians in chapter 6. And if you've been in church any length of time, you will have heard these verses before, especially when it's pertaining to spiritual warfare. But I want to encourage you this morning to lean in again and hear what he has to say. He writes, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened the belt of truth, having put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. Paul mentions the need to stand firm four times here. When under attack, Paul is saying, Hold your position in Christ. Stand firm in him. Put on the full armor of God. Persevere in prayer. Hold fast in prayer. Stand firm. When there is an attack from the darkness, warfare prayer is standing firm in Christ. When there is an attack from the darkness, warfare prayer is standing firm in Christ. But how do we do that? How do we do that when everything is falling down around us? How do we do that when things seem to be getting worse and not better in our family situation, our health situation, or our work situation? We stand firm by submitting to Jesus' lordship. We stand firm by knowing who the real enemy is. We stand firm by putting on the full armor of God. And we stand firm by persevering in prayer. Too many of us are fighting these battles in our own strength. We are wearing ourselves out trying to hold everything together and with our own resources. If we want to be able to stand firm we need to submit to God and allow him to be our strength and might. 
Just like verse 10, which we read, says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We have to recognize that we are insufficient for the battle. I am insufficient for the battle. We are weak. I am weak. Even though we like to boast about how strong we are, when it comes to some of the toughest battles that we face in this life, we realize how vulnerable and weak we really are. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Warfare prayer is submission to God before it is resisting the enemy. Warfare prayer is submission to God before it is resisting the enemy. If we don't recognize that we are insufficient to fight the battle on our own, we won't worry about putting on the full armor that God has provided for us. That is a vulnerable place for us to be as Christians. Because we will start then to root ourselves in a less truth than God's word. And that's dangerous because we are coming against a very real power without God's provision. That's why too many Christians are losing the battle. Because a powerless Christian is a vulnerable Christian. So we stand firm by submitting to Christ's lordship, finding strength in his might. God's word tells us that it is in this place of submission that we will receive spiritual power and authority over the darkness. If we want to operate with spiritual authority, we need to be people of prayer living in obedience to Christ. And this kind of submission is not a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Every day we wake up and we acknowledge that we need him. We surrender to him again and again. Because before we can put on the armor that Paul talks about here, we have to be strong enough to use it. And that strength comes through submission to him. We fix our obedience on him first, and then the authority will follow. We stand firm by knowing who the real enemy is. Paul writes in Ephesians 6 that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil spiritual forces. Our real enemy is never another human being. I think someone here this morning needs to hear that. Your family member is not your real enemy. Your coworker is not your real enemy. He is not your real enemy. She is not your real enemy. Don't focus your attention there anymore. We only have one real enemy, and Jesus has triumphed over him. He is no match for our God. 
He is no match for our God. In fact, Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 says that Jesus has disarmed these powers and authorities. He has made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. We stand firm by putting on the full armor of God. Warfare prayer is fighting against the darkness using the right weapons. Can I encourage you this morning? God has not left us defenseless. God has not left you defenseless. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Whatever you are up against today, whatever you will be up against tomorrow, don't fear because there are spiritual resources available to you that he has given us to equip us and to stand firm in the face of the enemy. My ESV study Bible describes it this way. God has given us complete armor from head to toe, which consists of a belt, a breastplate, a shield, a helmet, and a sword. In Christ, they are truth, righteousness, faith, salvation, and the word of God. This is how we stand firm when things get tough. And you know what? If you can't remember all of those pieces of armor, Start with this one. Romans 13, 14 says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Fix your eyes on him. When the doctors don't have answers, when the bank account doesn't have answers, when you don't have answers, Submit to him. Embrace him. Let Jesus be your armor. Trust him to do what only he can do. Put on Christ. He can strengthen you. He can defend you. Deliver you. Vindicate you. Redeem you. Convict you and save you. Be strong in the Lord and mighty in his power. Be strong in the Lord and mighty in his power. We stand firm by persevering in prayer. As we read in Ephesians 6, verse 18 says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Our praying needs to be pressed and pursued with an energy that never tires, a persistency that will not be denied, and a courage that never fails. If there is one thing that I want you to remember from today's message. It's this, prayer 
is your greatest spiritual weapon. Prayer is your greatest spiritual weapon. The enemy knows that our prayers have power because of the authority given to us through Jesus. And he would love to disarm us of this greatest weapon. That's why he attacks the prayer life of believers like us. Because he doesn't want us to experience this power. When our prayer life begins to diminish, our spiritual authority weakens as well. Prayer is our greatest spiritual weapon. If we want to take authority over the darkness around us, if we want to see breakthrough come in a certain situation, if we want to push back the enemy, and take back territory that he has stolen from us, it will require a perseverance and an endurance in prayer. It will require a pressing in and a holding fast. Even when at times it feels like you are hoping against hope, press in. Even when it feels like you are hoping against hope, pray. Hold fast. Stand firm. In fact, when we feel like we are under attack and everything is falling down around us, in those moments when we are tempted to run away from God, that's when we take our stand harder than we've ever done before. We take our stand in the victory that Jesus has already provided for us. We choose to stand firm on his word and on his promises. I love this verse in Isaiah. Chapter 50, it's verse 7, and it says, But the Lord helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. Do you know what a flint is? It's a rock. This scripture is describing a steadfastness, a holding fast, come what may. Setting my face like flint, confidently standing firm in the promises of God. Charles Spurgeon says this There are two types of courage. One, the courage of the moment. Two, and the courage of the moment, which requires no previous thought. Two, planned courage which sees the difficulty ahead and steadfastly marches towards it. This is the kind of courage that Jesus had. He could see the cross on the horizon. But still, he set his face like flint because he trusted in his Father. He had two-way communication, speaking and listening. So he knew he could trust his father. 
even when it was a hard road to take. If you are here today, and you would say, in my life right now, the rains are falling. The winds are blowing. The floods are pounding at my door. Set your face like flint. Take your stand in Christ firmer than you've ever done before. I really want to encourage you. Persevere in prayer. Talk to him. Listen to him. Let a posture of prayer permeate every part of your life so that you find yourself praying audible prayers and praying silent prayers, praying with friends, praying in secret, praying beautifully crafted prayers, and praying the kind of heartfelt prayers that come when you are on your knees with tears streaming down your face. Life Center Canada, I want to ask you a question. Do you believe in the power of prayer? Do we really believe that God hears us and responds to us? If so, then that means that there are miracles that will happen. That means there are strongholds that will be broken. That means there are doors that will open. That means there are lives that will be transformed in this place through the power of prayer. If we choose to persist in prayer, if we choose to stand firm and hold fast, we have seen with our own eyes that our God is faithful. We have seen with our own eyes that our God is faithful. Paul testified that this morning in his testimony. God has been good to us. We have seen it with our own eyes. He answers prayer. He will protect us. He will provide for us. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. Hear that this morning. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. But we need to submit to his lordship. We need to know who the real enemy is. We need to put on the full armor of God that he has given us. And we need to persevere in prayer. Brothers and sisters, we can trust this. Thessalonians 3.3 3 says, The Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. I want to say that again. The Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. The Lord is faithful. He will establish you and he will guard you against the evil one. This morning, I want to invite you to stand.
I want to invite you to stand, to do in the physical what we are committing to do today in the spiritual. We are going to do in the physical what we are committing to do today in the spiritual. I want you to think about the battles you are facing in your life right now. That area where you feel like you are being oppressed in. That area where you feel like the enemy is gaining ground in. Together, as brothers and sisters, we are declaring in faith that we are going to be a people who are going to stand firm. When the rains fall, we are going to stand firm. When the winds blow, we are going to stand firm. When the ground shakes beneath us, we are going to be a people who are going to stand firm. Stand firm. Today, we take up our shield of faith. Today, we set our face like a flint. Today, we submit or we resubmit to his lordship over our lives. And we acknowledge that he alone can save us. We acknowledge, Lord, I am insufficient for this battle. I need you. I need you to fight this battle. We surrender to you, O oh Lord. Thank you, God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord that you equip us, that you defend us, that you deliver us. We trust you, Lord, that you are the one that fights our battles. Even when it feels like we are surrounded, God, we trust you as a Lord over our lives. We believe, God, in you, in your word, and in your promises. And even if it's a scary road to take, even if the future is uncertain, Lord God, we will set our face like flint because we trust in you, because we have a two-way communication with our heavenly Father who hears us and who responds to us, who loves us, who is compassionate and merciful and gracious towards us. Oh God, we commit to standing firm in you, Lord. We commit to persevering in prayer. Look around this room. You are not alone in the battle. We are not alone in the battle. Together we stand firm. Together we hold fast. Together we push back the darkness. We stand firm together. Thank you.